Hallelujah. Are you excited to be in the house of God? Put your hands together for Jesus. Oh, are you clapping? I don't see some of you clapping. What is the reason? I want you to shake the hand of somebody and say, It's good to see you in church. Hallelujah. Zechariah chapter 8, verse 12. In Zechariah 8, verse 12, the Bible says, For the seed shall be prosperous, the vine shall give its fruits, the ground shall give her increase. And the heavens shall give their due. Then he says, I will cause the remnant of these people to possess all of these things. Say, Father, Father, in the name of Jesus, may any seed that has been sown by your people in your house experience the blessings of increase and prosperity. Say, may any seed of prayer, any seed of giving, of money, say any seed of service shall duly be rewarded. Lift up your voice and speak blessings over the seed of God's people. Lift up your voice. Are you praying with faith and with zeal in your heart? Pray in the name of Jesus. Lift your voice and pray to God that anyone who has sown any kind of seed, may the Lord water the seed of his people and cause it to abound. 
In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice. Father, say this morning, my heart is open to receive your word. Therefore, speak to me in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray to God right now. Thank you, Jesus. Father, once again, we say thank you. Thank you for your abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. 
Thank you for the word of life. Thank you for the brethren and the fellowship of the saints. Thank you for the love that surpasses all understanding. Thank you for your mighty hand that is stretching our favor. Lord, thank you for the increase. Thank you for the church as an army. Father, thank you for the victory in your name. We pray that you will speak to everyone this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Once again, look at somebody and say, good to see you in church. Put your hands together for Jesus and kindly take your seat. First Corinthians.
right now, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. The verse number 26, the Bible says, How is it then, brethren, whenever you come together, each of you has a sound. Now, a sound is a string or instrumental music. In other words, music that you play with instruments. It's a sound. He said, each of you has a teaching. Then he says, each of you has a tongue. Now, a tongue here means that you are going to speak in tongues to instruct the body. That requires an interpretation. There are different tongues. There's one of the tongues that when you pray to God, that one nobody has to interpret. That one, the Bible says, is between you and God. But there is a tongue that is like a prophecy that when you give it out, it has to be interpreted. And that one, you, you speak it to the church. In other words, you are instructed, like I come to stand here, then I say, that's said the Lord, then I start speaking in tongues. The Bible says, if there is nobody there to interpret, then I shouldn't do that because I will make people confused. So there is a gift called interpretation of tongues. It works when there is this prophetic grace of tongues. Then he says that, each one has a tongue. In other words, you want to give a prophecy through tongues, which somebody has to interpret, not translate, interpret. Then he says, has a revelation. In other words, you have seen a vision or there's something that you have to show. And he said, each one has an interpretation. Now, what I want you to understand is, these are the things that go on in church. Number one, when we come to church, we see psalms. Psalms. In other words, when the time we come to church, there is a playing of instrumental music. The Bible calls it psalms. There is also a teaching. So as I'm standing here, I'm teaching. Then it says, each one has a tongue. There is a possibility that tongue will come up. Then it said, sometimes too in church, there is a revelation. All of these things are showing why we come to church. And he said, has an interpretation. He said, let all things be done for edification. Edification is a form of encouragement. a form of lifting by the word. So people sometimes ask, why do we always have to go to church? The church there is something that you can do once in a while. But it's wrong that as Africa, every day they go to church. But sometimes when they say as for Africa, it's as if there is another planet that they have gone and things are, what part of the world that they don't go to church on Sundays with midweek and the others? So when you say Africa, it makes it look like it's a contextualized problem. But it's not a problem. It's God's way of instructing and raising us. So he says that whenever we come to church, there is a psalm, there's a teaching, there's a revelation. And he says, we should let all of them be done in an orderly manner, and he says, let it be done for edification, a stirring, a stirring. Now I'm talking about five reasons why we come to church. And I'll not focus so much on this, but I'll be drawing inspiration from here. Are you here? And I want you to be convinced and be convicted in your fellowship with the brethren. Now, anytime we come to church, we should see that the church is a school. 
The church is a school. Some people don't see why they should belong to a church. They don't see why they should be part of the church. But the church is a school where we are taught the word of God. Most of the confusion in the world today is because people don't know the word of God. The word of God is the power of God. It is the light of God. It's the revelation of God. Anytime we come to the house of God, we see that God is teaching us. The church is a school. First Timothy 3.15. He said, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God. So anytime you come to church, you are taught how to conduct yourself. Not only in the house of God, but even generally how to conduct yourself. But here he says, in the house of God. It means there is a way you conduct yourself in the house of God. I want to give you some example. In the house of God, we say hi to one another. When you come to church and you don't speak to anybody and you go home, you are not conducting yourself well. How many of you will love it that you are staying in the house with your husband, your husband comes from work, he removes his jacket, he goes to the washroom, he takes his shower, he goes to the kitchen, won't you ask, why are you not talking to me? Why are you not greeting me? Why? Because it is strange that somebody will come to the house and will not talk to you. It is an improper behavior to come to the house of God and not talk to anybody. So anytime we come to the house of God, we are taught how to conduct ourselves. Another way to conduct ourselves in the house of God, anytime we come here, we come here to share and to also receive. So when you come into the house of God, you are likely to give a gift to somebody. You are likely to also receive a gift from somebody. That is how the church is supposed to be. So anytime you come to the house of God, it is supposed to be a habit. Once in a while, give something to somebody. I know you have shoes you don't use. You can give it to somebody. Your uncle in Canada brought you a jeans. You know that this jeans is, even if you eat all the food in the world, it will never be your size. It's too big. There is no need to go and get a tail, a jeans that a tailor is doing alterations on. Why don't you look for somebody who is big in the church and say, this jeans, my soul is in it. Giving it out is very painful, but you need it more than me. Therefore, you can have it. Why won't you do something like that? Some of you have incense in your house you don't even use. You are waiting for somebody to die. Then when people come for funeral, you remove it. You are the reason why people are dying in the house. So give things out, things you don't need. I realize that majority of the things sisters have, they don't use them. But majority of the things that women have, they don't use them. How many of you have realized that your mother has 10 boxes of clothes? But she hardly wears any of them. What are they keeping them for? It is in the Ghana ones go. And it's still not enough. 
and they are still buying every day. Give them out. That's how to conduct yourself in the house of God. In the house of God, you don't have an enemy. So I don't talk to this person. You may say that in the latter. But once you come into the house of God, this is not a place for you to say, I don't talk to this person. When you do that, the Bible says God will not listen to your prayers. Number two, even the communion, you are not supposed to eat some. And when you eat it, you eat sicknesses into your body. Just by not talking to people in church. You, you can't say that this one, I don't like him, I don't talk to this person. It's a wrong thing. This is not ayaka. You see, the church is a spirit. The church is a spirit. That is why the Bible says that the church of the firstborn, whose names are registered in heaven, or who are registered in heaven, there is a register. The Bible says that for we have been, uh, we have been baptized into one body. For by one spirit have we all been baptized into one body. So it means that anytime you become a Christian, there is a spiritual initiation that has gone on so that you can become part of that particular spirit. So you can't say, I'm in the the house of God, but in the house of God, in the house of God, we don't steal. It's wrong. Are you here with me? Oh, you don't like this one? In the house of God, you don't drink so bolo that is not yours. In the house of God, you don't eat meat pie. That is not yours. You have gone to hospitality. You've taken their Coca-Cola. Up to date, you have not paid. You don't know that it's a form of stealing. Because you have eaten and you have not paid. In the house of God, you know that the Wi-Fi is not for you. But you wait to connect to Lambrain Wi-Fi to be updating your phone. Four gig. Three gig. This is an improper behavior in the house of God. So, this is what happens anytime we come into the house of God. We are taught. Another thing is that we are taught the ways of God. Say, your ways are not my ways. In other words, the ways of God is not the way of man. There is a way men do their things, number one. Men do things to impress Look at the difficulties you went through to dress today. It was to make a point. And I think it's a pointless point. Why? Because you have to, that is how men, 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 men do things to impress others. Men want to lord themselves over others. Men want to feel big over others. But that is not how God does his things. So when you come into the house of God, you are taught the ways of God. Are you here with me? When you come to the house of God, you will be taught spiritual things. Spiritual things of prayer. Spiritual things of fasting. Pastor, how are we taught to fast? We are taught to fast by declaring a fast for the whole church. So that you will be forced to join. And you will be forced to learn. It says that you may know how to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God. So the house of God is the church. Oh, what, what makes it the house of God? Well, the Bible says the church is the house of God. 
the church of the living God. He says, the pillar and the ground of the truth. The pillar and the ground. In other words, the church is the only place you can find truth. Hallelujah. Truth can only be found in the way. Glory to God. Wonderful. Proverbs chapter 11. Verse 20 says, says Woe is the man who withholds grain in the time of sowing. One of the reasons why we are always coming to church is that we are taught to share with others the things that we have. And it is even spiritual. Maybe some of you, you have a very special gift of singing or grace to sing. You come to share. Some of you have a special grace to dance. You come to share. Some of you have a special grace to preach. You come to preach. So anytime we come into the house of God, we come to share with one another the things that we have. So he said, woe is a curse. Is the one who withholds what he has. In other words, when God gives you something and you don't use it in the house of God, there is a curse. He said, but blessing will be on the head of him who sells it, who gives it. The Bible says, sell the truth and buy it, buy the truth and sell it not. So you sell it means that you are giving it out unto others. Number two, the church is the meeting place where the Christians come to sharpen each other. Why do we come to church? We come to church to sharpen each other. You will backslide if you stop coming to church. No matter who you are. Why? Because anytime we come, there is a supply of grace. How many of you realized the last time when you went to your hometown, you didn't go to church? You don't remember. It's true. (laughs) Many people who come to church who are students, when they vacate, they don't go to church. Many of them. And a good number of them go and backslide. Why? Because the meeting of the saints is missing. When we come, we sharpen each other. To sharpen means to make a life. To make strong. Proverbs 27, verse 27, verse 17. Iron sharpens iron. When you see iron sharpens iron, don't end it there. It says, so, in other words, the same way a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Anytime you come to church, there is a sharpening process that goes on. A sharpening process. May you receive the sharpening to pray. May you receive the sharpening to read the word of God. May you receive the sharpening to engage in spiritual exercises. Those of you said amen, may you be the first in Jesus' name. Look at Psalm 1 verse 1. He said, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. So when we come to church, we are giving godly counsel. He said, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. In other words, he heard it, but he didn't walk in it. Somebody will be giving you advice. Don't, don't do this. When you do like this, men are not pillows. He said, don't trust woman. 
when you do this, the, the people begin to behave. He said, when you are blessed when you are able to know that this is a foolish advice and you don't apply them in your life. Then he says, no stands in the path of sinners. There is a path that, a, 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 a journey where sinners walk on. A path that, they, there's a road they walk on. And he says, you are blessed if you don't walk on that road. And he says, you do not sit in the seat of the scornful. But here we are not sitting in the seat of the scornful. We are sitting in the seats of the church of God. Hallelujah. You shall prosper in the name of yeah. Jesus. Then he says, if it is like that, he says, you are blessed if your delight is in the law of the Lord. Many people, their delight is in Kukumbajia. Many people, their delight is in Kantata. Many people, their delight is in football. Many people, their delight is in soccer bed, super bed, Mozart bed. <laughs> huh? There's also Yawa bed. Hey! Really? Now, how did you know? Huh? It's on DSTV. Okay. But your delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, you meditate day and night. In other words, the word of God has taken possession of your thoughts. Every day, every night, you are meditating on the word of God. He says you are blessed. Look at the verse 3. He says, then you shall be like a tree. Now, if you delight in the word of the Lord, what are the proofs? Number one, you come to church to hear the word of God. Your word is the lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. He says, you will bring forth fruit in your season. Now, every human being has seasons of his life. Yes, when that season passes, it becomes very difficult to do the things that you are supposed to do in that season. For instance, there is a season for you to marry. When that season passes, when, how many of you are girls in the church? Like you're a lady in the church, a girl, female, she. Oh, lift up your hand. Now, if you check very well, as soon as you get to 16, 17, 18, a lot of boys propose to you. Everywhere you go, there is always a sky. Then you come to 20, you realize that the thing has also gone up. 21, 22, then it starts stopping. You see the way I was put the English. It starts stopping. Suddenly, when you get 20 people to say, I love you, they realize that it has come to 17. It has come to 14. Now, by the time you get to 27, to get I love you once in a year, it's a miracle. Why? Because a certain season of your life. Now, when you are 35, 36, by the time you get to 37, it's like all the people who say I love you are people who are married. They have six children already. There's some problem with their handling. Their, their marriage is not dissolved, but it's hanging. Those type of men are the ones that you need. Why? Because there is a season for it. There is a season for it. When a woman is over 50 years, she can't give birth. The season for it is over. If you are poor gallon, it will, it will not do anything. 
or fuel, the car will not start. I, I cannot tell that there's a season for prosperity. Yes. There's a season of your prosperity. That's when the Lord begins to show you some secrets of life. There's a secret of life about prosperity. There's a season for it. There's a season that the Lord opens your eyes to see. Now, you see that time that people go to secondary school. If people go to secondary school and they don't become bad, mostly it is very difficult for them to become bad. Sometimes the secondary school, they sow the seed. The seed is that they don't go to church. Number two, they start reading romantic books. This is the bad thing. So if you don't read romantic books in secondary school, you don't have friends that you sit and they are discussing their boys. By the time you, you don't have boys, they smoke around you. So, so me, I don't smoke, but the boys, they smoke around you. You don't have boys that you scale the school wall to go and say hi, hi, hello, sister, stand there, hello, or him, I or him, I By the time you cross, it's, it's very difficult to have that kind of habit again. Why? Because there's a season for evil. That time is like the season for evil. That time they are about to finish JSS, like JSS to, uh, to secondary school from secondary school graduation. If they don't become bad, sometimes it's very difficult for them to become bad. And if they don't become good too, it's also very difficult. So by the time they are going to advance, by that time they, have, they are coming to reap the fruits proper. The seed that they sow, they are not coming to reap it. They have learned their lessons. Now they know how to do their things. There is a season of your life. There is a season of your life that you see death coming to you. Many of you, when you hear the thought of death, you begin to be afraid. There is a point in your life, God has programmed the human person like that. When you hear death, it doesn't scare you. When you cross 70, 80, suddenly when they talk, you'll be telling people, when I'm not there, take this. It's like a certain psyching of yourself. There is a season of your lifting. You have to descend the seasons of your life. There is a season that the Lord beckons on you to rise. There are seasons of your life. And the Bible says that you begin to produce fruits in those seasons. Why? Because the word of God is a seed. As you sow it, it begins to produce fruits in your life. There is a season for fruit bearing. You will not miss that season of your life. Amen. You will not miss that season of your life. Amen. It says you bring forth fruit in your season. And it says your leaf also shall not wither. Hmm. I have a message on withering. How something rises and suddenly it goes off. I can show you the causes of withering. Suddenly, you see that the thing is, and I can mention some people like that. What happened? It means they were waited. He said, when you give attention to the word of God, you will never wait. You will never go and come down. It will be like this, ah, to the end. Then he says, and whatever you do will prosper. My goodness. He says that when you come to the house of God and you are taught the word of God. One day I was somewhere, some people were saying that, Oh, the church at the top there. It is this, it is that, it is that, it is this. 
And I said, they were actually talking about this church. Then I was telling them that if you people go to church, they were barbers, you have money. They said, oh, no, 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 the pastors, they take money. And I said, no, it's not pastors. That, for instance, I have been shaving my hair here for over a year. None of you has ever asked my name. When I come, I sit down quietly. When it's my turn, I sit down. They shave my hair, I get up, sit in my car, and I leave. Why won't you bother to say, hello, sir, how are you doing? I've been seeing that you are coming here. Can I pick your number? Or can you pick my number? Anytime you want to come, just test me. Why don't you, why don't you do this? And I will start giving you money more than the price for the haircut. But you see, you don't know these things. It is when you come to church that this wisdom will come to you. That the work of a barber is not shaving the hair. The shaving the hair. You see, many people do not, are, not, are not rich because they are foolish. When you are a barber, the secret to your prosperity is not barbering. The secret to your prosperity is that God brings you very influential people. Have a really Imagine if you are shaving the hair of Mahama. You are touching the head of the former president. Now, I didn't use the current president because of something, but... Is it not a big privilege? And you think that all that you are here is just to cut the hair? No! It's to ask, hello, sir, please, you are welcome. I can come to your house to be shaving you anytime you want. This is my phone number. And that will be the beginning of your open doors. But when you come, you don't go to church. This common wisdom, I have been coming here every day. And the church, I'm the pastor for the church. They say, oh, it's not true. And I say, I'm the pastor. And they are, they are, they are surprised. <laughs> when you come to church, you will see that things in your life begin to prosper. Many people do not go to church. Many people do go to look for solutions. You see, most of the people who speak, I don't know, it's like something has just shifted. <laughs> most of the people who go to, who criticize churches, are people who don't have a desire to serve God. They don't have a desire to know God. They don't have a desire to have a relationship with God. They just want a job. They just want healing. They just want a visa to go abroad. They, are, they don't need God. They are looking for what God can give to them. That's why they find themselves in the house of those prophets and the prophets deceive them, dupe them, take their things and they say all oh, the pastors are like that. You are not a Christian. You are not look- if you were looking to meet God, you would have met him. Because he says, seek, you will find. Most of them, that's how they are. They go, I saw the honor. The more What is a more Oh, I saw it there. You hear me, it's gone, and you know, oh, yeah. I see one, I saw it in the more You're copying a cool beach. I saw it in the more but it's not about the word of God. But I said, when you give attention to the word of God, you'll be like a tree that is planted by the waters. It says that you bring forth fruit in your season, and your leaf also shall not wither. And whatever that you do, ah, shall prosper. That shall be your story. Amen. I said that shall be your story. Amen. Look at the verse 4. It says, the ash. As for the ungodly, they are not so. In other words, these things don't happen to the ungodly. 
He said they are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Do you know a chaff? I'm looking for something. Anything that you can see flying in the sky is a chaff. Huh? Sawdust is one of them. Cutting. Huh? Granite. Oh, okay. These are, he says, that is how the ungodly are. <sighs> yeah. They build a big castle. <sighs> Sometimes go and drive around cantonments. Even Islam, uh, uh, Trasaco, go there. You see mansions that have grown with weeds. A real foot like this. Trasaco, and you will count more than 20 of them. And then the ones that nobody is inside, but you don't see the wheels are like this. That one you can't like hundred. Trasaku. The number of people who stay in Trasaku, I don't think they will be up to hundred people. But they are playing. <laughs> Sicknesses have put them down. They had sent them to their village. That's all. Some of them too, they went for a loan to do something, something. They started getting money, $5 million, $10 million, suddenly. <sighs> and now I had to pay the loan. They've seized their things. And they are, the buildings are there. They can't enter. And then the banks are trying to sell. Nobody is buying. And then... <sighs> when you go to the port, you see cars. Cars. When you go to the garages, some of the cars are not for decoration, so they are there. Nobody is buying. Because the car owner is this one here, there's this one here, there's a problem here. Uh, the monies that are in banks, according to a documentary, I, they call it cable money. Cable money means that the money is in the, the, the wire, but it, it, has, it does not have receiver, it does not have sender. They say it's about what, something, something trillion dollars. Yeah. Like I'm in Ghana here. Then somebody says that he's going to China to go and import things worth $2 million. He sends the money to the China bank. Tomorrow he's going to sit in a plane and he dies. Now the, 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 the money cannot go, the money cannot come back. And it's just hanging there. Those are the monies that some of the politicians, they eat. Especially people in high, top, 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 Bank of Ghana. Those, as for, if you, are, if you are the governor for Bank of Ghana, you can be a billionaire without stealing. All these fraud boys, king, king, $300,000. Then they send Interpol to look for them. Then they run away. The money is there. Nobody can touch it. The governor of Bank of Ghana can say, let the money be moved into this account. It will not go anywhere. There's a boy like that who has done something, a money of about, I think, 150 or 200,000. The one we call the Ecobank people. That boy, your friend. <laughs> 200,000 Ghana cities. And he has done some dubious transaction. The company has paid the money into the bank account. But Police people are looking for him. And they, they have frozen the account. 
In other words, you can't take from it, you can't put inside it, and the money is just lying there. And the company that paid you cannot get the money back. When you send money, that's the banking law. Rana, if you make a mistake and you send money to this lady, you can't get it back. It's not like Mumu that you can call empty and they will reverse transaction. That's why Mumu is not a bank. If you go to a bank and you deposit money into the bank, you can't take it out. It's not possible. So what you have to do is that you have to lodge a formal complaint. Then when you lodge the formal complaint, they bring lawyers into it. Then they contact the one who received the money and negotiate with the one who received the money to return the money. If he says he will not, it can't go anywhere. Most of you don't know that this is a, how banks are run. So you can't say, that I've mistakenly put money into somebody's account. There's nothing like that. Because it could be that the person that you have sent the money to is dead. And that's why you, you own him. You have paid his money and you want it back. It's, even the bank manager doesn't have the right to touch somebody's bank account to take money from it or to put money inside except he wants to bless the person. <laughs> It says, as for the ungodly, they are shame and they are gone. Look at the verse 5. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Look at the 6. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly it shall perish. These are some of the things that happens when we come to the house of God. You will flourish in Jesus' name. Number three, the church is an army. Second Timothy 2, 3 says we are the soldiers of Christ. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier. So every Christian is supposed to be a soldier. Soldiers go to war. Soldiers make peace. Soldiers protect wars of conquest or expansion. They go to war to expand. Like tomorrow we can decide that Togo is part of Ghana. We are going to war against them. Then we remove all the borders and we take Togo as part. That's what Russia is doing to Ukraine right now. Ukraine is no more Ukraine. We, we don't recognize Ukraine as a country. It's part of Russia. Remove everybody inside Ukraine and let the land be expanded. And soldiers are doing it. My God. <laughs> so the local church is a regiment and as we gather in church continually we are trained and prepared for duty you can't say you're a Christian but you don't do anything in the house of God you are not a soldier yet we are soldiers we belong to an army Philippians 1.12 1.2 He says, grace to you and peace from our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. And I thank God. Look at the um, 2 Timothy 2, 3. Endure hardship as good soldiers. Endure. So the, 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 the sign of a soldier is his ability to endure hard things. Nobody has the grace for enduring hard things except when you come to church. And the grace is given. Not everybody can go through problems and be okay. Glory to God. 
The more you come to church, the more you get a better picture of what the Lord is doing and be part of it. Four, the church is the family of God. Ephesians 3.15. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 15 says, The church is God's family. It says God from whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named. The church is a family of God on earth. God has a family in heaven. God has a family on earth. And the church is God's family on earth. Now, the natural family is the source of the natural life. The same way the source of our spiritual life is in church. As you keep coming to church, the life of God in you is being stirred. There is a growing, there is a maturing. Because that is the source of your life. The Bible says, for you die, then your life is hidden in Christ. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So Christ is our life. He will not give us life. He is our life. When we come to church, that life is waxing strong. It's burning strong. It's increasing in strength. That is what it is about. Glory to God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Colossians chapter 3, verse 3. When you are in a family, today I've seen some faces around. I'm sure there's a baby dedication. I didn't know about it. But they have traveled to come here because they are a family. So this one is called support. It's also called love. It is sometimes can be security. It's a sign that there are people in my life. And some of you, what you don't know is that apart from the church, you don't have a support. I'm one of them. My wife is one of them. I always tell her that if it is not church, who cares about your life? Because to care about a man's life is not calling to see how are you doing. It's more. How many people know your problems and they are willing to help you solve it? Some of them, Krampo, they don't even know that you have this type of problem. One of our people gave birth. I don't know which of them, but I went to visit them at the hospital. And I said, has your father come here? He said, no. Has your mother come here? He said, oh, they will come. For three days, only church people were around the person. Moving, coming, moving. This one is bathing, baby. This one is saying this. They are driving them to weigh in. Like, I mean, as I stand here, it's church. Everything. Everything. Yesterday, I went to shave my hair. When I finished, I took money. I asked the guy, he said 76. So I took the money. I was giving to him. Then somebody came. Are you Pastor Winfred? And I said, yes. He said, oh, stop, stop, stop. I will pay. So he took his phone and did Momo for the guy. And I said, oh, have we met before? He said that. He too came to shave his hair. When I was entering, he was leaving. 
Because when I came, I saw that he had shaved his hair and he was sitting down. He sat down, he was not talking. I didn't even understand. Not knowing that he was waiting for me to ask me if I'm Winfred. Then because he was not sure, he called his brother. And he said that, I've seen somebody here that looks like Winfred, so I want you to come. So the brother too came from the house. And when the brother came, he said, it's me. So when he was inside, his brother who came to was also sitting outside. Then in front of all of them, they paid the money and they knelt and lifted their hands. Man of God, pray for me. I said, church will never stop. A Kufuadu crowd doesn't get this type of attention. If a Kufuadu go to the head, they will take money. So, oh, bread. Where she dash as money. Nobody will pay for him. It's church. It's church. It's church. Oh, several places I go, I see things happening because of church. Some of you, if it's not church, you may never see light in your life. Church. 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 The church is your family. Understand it like that. It is a spiritual family. Your mother is part, your father is part, your sisters are part, your brothers are part, your uncles are part. Everybody is in the church. We will give birth here, we will marry here, we will produce babies here. All our nephews are in church. Those days our uncles brought idols from Tohazie. And the idols have vanquished things. Now we do. We have brought God into our homes. The family tree is now a godly tree. That shall be your story in the name of Jesus. As the tree has been planted, water it well. Don't let the tree die because it is a generation that is going to die. Yesterday they were crowning the British king. In 1643, where they did that thing, there's something called the Westminster Confession. When you study canonization, it was the, 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 the Protestant pastors came together to accept the canon of scripture that we have today. In, in 1643, that building was there. The building they put the, queen, the, the king inside. It's a church. That church building. In 1643, they had... In 1643, there was no building in Ghana. <laughs> The only thing we had is apata. Because at that time there was no tarpaulin. There was no roofing sheets. There was no cement. But these people already had revelation of iron, rods and cement. Had built this. Oh. Because they planted their trees on God. Our own was planted on Agokoli. Our own was planted on Konfuanochi. What does that mean? It's a God. Amadioha. My God. It's in the Ogun state. Ibo. 
Yoruba too, they have their own. Eh? That one is called Shango. <laughs> ah, in mysticism, I studied on Shango. That same idol is in South Africa among the zoos. Shango. Oh, okay. The spirits are crossing borders. <laughs> so, the love, the care, the support that a family stands for are what the church stands for and supplies to all believers. Even our casual conversations in church is a blessing. They impart grace. Ephesians 4.29 He says the words that come from every believer is necessary for edification. If you don't go to church, you can't forgive people. I'm telling you. As you come every day, the strength and grace is supplied. Don't give him my fridge. You're about to die and you're creating enemies. The man is about to die lying on his bed. That foolish boy. When I gave birth to him, he was 23, he put a knife on me. Now he's 48. Don't give him anything from my property. This foolish girl, I told him not to marry this man. He has married him. Don't mind him. Please take care of this one. He's about to die. Instead of him to say that, oh, this one did something, don't, but please give this land to him. Give this. About to die. What are you going to hold? He says, if, he, if, he, if my funeral, he shouldn't come there when I die. When you will not even be there. You have created a hanging enmity that people should not come for you. Oh, it's not necessary. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. If she comes to my funeral, let my spirit rise. <laughs> In church, there's a sense of belonging, acceptance, recognition, appreciation. They all proceed from God's family system. The Bible said, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the Lord give her from between his feet, until she look up. Then it says, and unto him shall the gathering of the people be. When we gather, we gather unto the Lord. We are the banner of the Lord. When you see politicians and their rally, it's a banner for MPP. When Michael Jackson is doing his concert, it's a banner for the devil. But when we gather as a church, it's a banner for the Lord. It's, it's the lost army. You see, there are people are going for Ghana music. Award. What are they going to do there? Just wasted their lives. Here, here, seven God. God. Everybody represents something. So, Pastor, but what's wrong with Ghana music? Award? Well, it is not. It said, unto him shall the gathering of the people. So, anytime we gather, it's supposed to be unto him. That gathering is unto God. No, it's not. Right? As they have gathered in Kotoko House and the stadium, it is not for God. It is for the world. But when we gather, it is unto the Lord. You shall never be missing in the gathering of the saints. Amen. I say you shall never be missing in the gathering of the saints. Amen. Jump to your feet, say in the name of Jesus. Amen. Say, Heavenly Father, I decree everyone in my house that does not know you. Let there be deliverance. Let there be the supply of grace. 
Let there be the supply of strength. May they come to know you in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray right now. Lift your voice and pray to God. Unto him shall the gathering of the people be. The scepter shall not depart from Judah. Nor the lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh comes. And he said, unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Lekatohos. Pray for your brother that you come to know Jesus. Pray for your sister that she will come to know Jesus. Pray for your father that he will come to know Jesus. Pray for your mother that she will come to know Jesus. Pray for everyone connected to your life that they will come to know Jesus. That they too be part of the family of God. Lift up your voice and pray right now. That your wife will come to know Jesus. That your husband will come to know Jesus. That your children will come to know Jesus. That your friends will come to know Jesus. Yekato, are you praying? Pray with strength. These are the days of the latter years. We are in the end time. Pray for the travel of your soul. Shall bet at the deliverance of your house. Pray for your nation that the Lord will send for. The palm of Gilead, the healing of the nations. May the Lord save your home. May He save your people. Are you praying with faith? Rekata kapa kataya, lekata kata kapa sokatara daba. Lord, I pray for the healing of our house. Let our brothers come to know you, Lord. May every hold of darkness be broken. May they come to know you and see the beauty that is in you. In the mighty name of Jesus, let the light of God break forth in our house. Our siblings shall not perish. Pray in the name of Jesus, even for yourself, that you will not perish in the name of the Lord Jesus.
Let obstacles be removed. Let every veil be removed. Let the attacking hearts be healed. 